ready to experience a fresh encounter with God? I'm Lisa Pulliam, founder of More To Be and host of this podcast, and I believe that when we study God's Word, we'll experience a fresh encounter with God and uncover how to align our lives with His best, a life in which we become more and more like Jesus. That is our mission at More To Be, and that is why we host the Encounter God Bible Study, where we are studying the names and the attributes of God for an entire year, 52 different names and attributes of God. We are so grateful that you are joining us in this study because we are here to help you learn how to think biblically and live transformed so that you can become more like Jesus and impact this world with kingdom hope. This episode is sponsored by More To Be Sisterhood. You can join the sisterhood at academy.moretobe.com and get access to a library of biblically-based resources and coaching opportunities. We are so grateful for our sisters from around the world that make this episode and this podcast possible. Let's jump into our Encounter God Bible study. So I'm wondering if I went back and watched every one of these videos or listened to these podcasts in the Encounter God Bible study series, if I would find myself continually saying how excited I am to study a particular verse because it's one of my favorite verses. Well, that's where I find myself today as we are turning to Romans 15, 13 to study a verse that is one of my most favorite verses. It is one that has shaped my life for at least the last, uh, let's guess, I, I guess by how many houses I've been in. So I've been in this house in Pennsylvania for five years. I was in the house that we, right before we left the boarding school for five years, so that's 10 years. The house before that we were in for two years, so that's 12 years. The house before that we were in for four years, so what's two, <laughs> uh, is that like 16 years? So that's about the, the timeline of this particular verse and a particular word in this verse, overflow. So I want to tell you the story and how I got to this place of being really inclined to pay attention to the God of hope. That's the attribute that we are studying this week as we look to who God is as our source of hope. So back to that word overflow. I had just been at the boarding school um, at an event where we were with teenage girls. And it was something that we were calling ETC, Evening Tea and Chat. And we'd gather these girls together on campus and we would basically answer their questions that were submitted anonymously and help them figure out how to put their life and faith in alignment together, which, you know, that is what we are always talking about more to be, that we may think biblically and live transformed and align our life with God's best. And so I was coming home from this night with the girls and as I was turning the corner to drive down my dead end block, just really wrestling with God of like, Lord, I just wish my life was in a different stage that I could spend more time with these teenage girls. At the time, my own children were young. My guess is that Leah was probably eight, Abby was six, the twins were were uh, two at the time. I'm trying to remember their ages. And so I was all hands on deck at home, but had this longing in my heart to be with these other girls and pouring into their lives. And the Lord said to me, Lisa, I'm asking you to live from the overflow. I want to pour into you and have an intimate relationship with you. And from the overflow of that relationship that you have with me, 
I want you to pour out onto your family. And it's not going to be something hard because like a, a, a pitcher of water filled to the top under a faucet that's constantly running, that, that pitcher doesn't even have to pour out. You don't even have to tip it because the overflow is just coming over the top. And I was picturing this overflow coming over the top and that there's my family kind of in the sink with me, right? And they're the ones that are getting the first portion of what God pours into me. And the Lord was impressing upon my heart as I'm driving down the block and getting ready to pull into my driveway, that as I overflow him onto my family, he will allow the overflow of our family to bring me further and further. And, and I will have more and more opportunity to minister to these girls on campus. And that was something that the Lord opened the doorways for in remarkable ways over the next six years. Actually moving us into the last house that we were on was literally on campus next to the girls' dorm. And my living room doors were swung open for ETC gatherings with 20, sometimes more girls, sometimes just two girls at a time. The size didn't matter. It was the opportunity that was fabulous. And in that moment where I was driving home and God was saying, overflow, let me overflow in you and then overflow beyond to your family and then overflow beyond your family onto this campus and then overflow beyond this campus further and further. And based on where I was located further and further is where I am right now. Like literally just keep driving further and further and further. And God opened many doors in the last decades that he would work in me and overflow further and further. And that's looked like speaking at various places in the United States. It looks like the podcast that reaches every continent. He has accomplished the work, but he's asked me to center my focus on what he's first doing in me. And even, you know, as I'm recording this, this evening, I will be doing something just like ETC at the farm that I get to serve at with girls from a new generation that need to be brought up in the understanding of God's word and his love for them and that he is the God of hope. So is this particular verse about God overflowing in us? Well, to some degree it is. And I, I want to show you what he has revealed to me to this uh, through this verse, even as of recently. And also how I've used this verse to create a mission statement for myself. So if you have taken one of my coach training courses, we talk about crafting mission statements as part of vision. And you would see watching over Zoom, you would see a picture frame in the corner where this has this verse on it. And so I'm going to read the verse first and then I'm going to explain how I turn this into a mission statement. So the key verse that we're looking at in Romans 15, 13 in the CSB translation says, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So the context, so throughout Romans, we are being admonished about how to live and where to put our focus and where to put our attention and where to put our allegiance. And so there's nothing different from that theme in this particular passage. It's, it's a resounding reminder, the God of hope, May he fill you and I with all joy, joy is joy, uh, peace as we believe in him. And, and in uh, the NLT translation, it says trust in him. But I went back to this word peace and I was really struck by it because it's so relevant to right now. 
piece comes from uh, the Greek word Irene, uh, and it means national tranquility, exemption from rage and havoc of war, peace between individuals, of the Messiah's peace, of Christianity, meaning because peace and harmony make and keep things safe and prosperous. And then also the tranquil state of our soul, assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing no nothing from God and content with its earthly, earthly lot of whatsoever that is. Like, if you're wondering, how did she get all that? Blueletterbible.org. I went and looked up the Romans 15, 13 and just began looking at each word in the verse. And that is where I get all that definition about peace. And so, you know, I'm recording this right now in the middle of COVID. Uh, we're in different phases throughout the country of coming out of stay-at-home orders. Threat is not over with COVID. We're in the middle of racial tensions and so much divide and anger and unrest in our country, in our world. Like the peace that we crave is something that God can achieve for us and something that we are to take part in as we turn to our God of hope. And so here's a question. Is the peace we're trying to secure something apart from what God provides? Are we looking peace in our circumstances by trying to control things? Are we looking for peace in our relationships by trying to control another person? Are we looking for peace in our world by trying to put our opinion and our way upon somebody else? Or are we looking to God to be the one that orders peace and provides our peace as an overflow of our security in our salvation and the promise of what is yet to come? Could peace be the contentment with our earthly lot, understanding whatsoever <laughs> that it is earthly not eternal it just it, it's amazing to me how much the enemy is busy and active robbing peace from our lives when the peace we crave is something that god has ordained and provides and so from that peace because we trust in him that you and i may overflow with hope, and this is not of our own strength, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. So back to how did I turn this into a mission statement? Well, right here in my frame, I, I have written, I pray that God, the source of all hope, will infuse my life, my life with an abundance of joy and peace. Yeah, so I added a word. I want abundance. I just, I think about how John 10, 10 promises that we will have life and life to the full in Jesus Christ. Uh, the abundant life of joy and peace in the midst of my faith journey. So as I am living and growing and being transformed, I am seeking God, the God of hope, the source of my hope to be my joy and my peace so that his hope will overflow in me, through me, by the power of the Holy Spirit and into my marriage, my motherhood, and my missional work. And that order comes from that encounter with God where I'm driving home and I'm asking him for something. He's telling me he's already giving it to me. And that, that giving to me starts first in my relationship with him, that vertical relationship, and then can go to the horizontal relationships, first to my marriage, then to my motherhood. And when 
that those relationships are being adequately cared for and filled, then he will take it beyond into my missional work, whether that is the work I get paid for or volunteer for. It's me joining him in his work beyond the ministry of my family. So that is something I just keep on coming back to. It has guided my priorities and my commitments and my, my attention. It often is a check in my spirit of, am I, am I struggling to give because I'm not receiving what the Lord would have for me? It has been a check in my spirit. Am I, am I striving for peace that is not from him, but by something else? What does it look like to return to the Lord, my, my God of hope, and allow him to fill me to overflowing with his hope, his joy, his peace by the power of the Holy Spirit at work in me? I pray that this is a, a particular passage, a particular verse as you study the attributes and names of God through the Encounter God Bible study that will help you think even more biblically about your life and align your life with God's best. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for listening to the More to Be podcast and this edition of the Encounter God Bible Study. I pray that you've experienced a fresh encounter with God and His Word during your time with us today. You can find all the Encounter God Bible Study teaching videos and resources at academy.moretobe.com. If you're not sure about the next step you should take to align your life with God's best, head over to moretobe.com slash align to take our quiz and find out. May you continue to think biblically and live transformed, to be more like Jesus as you seek to join God in his work every day.